0: January seventh, two thousand seven, 2007. it's Watt from Pedro Show.
1: Someone and another and another and another. Rises into the sky and space expands, eyes filling up with tears, accepting what I am.
0: from Pedro show uh, happy new year it's our first show for 2007 hey brother Matt howdy you're just back from Venezuela
2: yeah that was that was quite a New Year's bitchin New Year's
0: yeah tell us about your trip
2: well I just went to the island of Margarita and uh, it's really bitching. bitchin we was right on the beach and mm-hmm. um, and didn't do too much except hang out at the beach and there's beautiful women in Venezuela, so all my pictures are pretty much of just chicks on the beach. <laughs>
0: and how long were you there?
2: I was there like eight days. Yeah. Yeah. So was it econo? Total econo. Got like twenty eight hundred bolivars to a dollar, and um, beers. Bolivars. Were like 50, that's Yeah. Months. Yeah. About fifty Simon. cents for a beer. Wow. And uh you know, a bunch of places I could you mean, just walk uh, to right on the beach to eat the it.
0: exchange <laughs> the currency it'd be like fifty cent.
2: Um it was uh it was probably a little better than that. If if you exchange at the bank you got like twenty one hundred, black market got twenty eight. So um that was cool. There was some dude kinda taking so, care of us down there.
0: So what you have like a stack of monies?
2: Man, I had millions, millions of bolivars.
0: That's how it was when I was in Istanbul. It was like, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand or something. I think they dropped six zeros since I was there, but it you was like much, you'd have a big pile. You
2: know how much gas costs?
0: What? 60 bolivars
2: for a liter. It's like 10 cents a liter for gas.
0: So about 40 cents a gallon.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> You see oh, all you hear these that big old back there. That's our guest, Mr. Tom Watson. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yes, you see all these old like seventies bomber muscle cars and shit yeah. just sucking the gas up. They fill it up for like four or five bucks. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> they uh, drill, yeah. pump a lot of oil.
2: Yeah, and Hugo Hugo maintains the prices, so every gas station got the same price. No little variation in it. Okay, so and it's it was cool. He got yeah.
0: What about chow?
2: Chow was, uh, I tried to keep to seafood because it was, it was, I was on the beach. Yeah. And, um, uh, and that was some pretty good stuff. chow was kind of unamazing at the place, you know, but it was decent. It was a more rum oriented diet. Mayas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Kill the bacteria. <laughs> was well, it Mayas? Killer
2: anniversario. Um, you don't even want to mix any waste, on, uh, mixers on it, you know, okay. just, just keep it real.
0: What about, uh, music?
2: Music, uh, was mostly like kind of, uh, thumping Latin techno gangster rap.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about, uh,
2: weather? Uh, weather was, was pretty consistent. It was about like in the mid to upper eighties, yeah, to uh, the mid seventies. What about Every day would rain a little bit. It would get a little bit humid sometimes, but Florida. it was never like never like oh my god. Okay, you know, so it was always pretty comfortable. Um, yeah, it was. It was fun. We were at a cool place. Uh, there was like ten little pads all clustered around this pool, and uh, people from all around the world.
0: Were you ever and, on uh, the mainland?
2: Just in Caracas.
0: Just to fly in?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was like, they don't make it easy. It was like a three-plane trip um, to to get there, four planes to get home. Got jacked around, had to hang out in Puerto Rico an extra day. Okay. But uh, overall, Venezuela, Margarita Island was righteous. How far off the coast? It was kind of like probably a little Catalina-sized. 20 miles. Probably a little bit farther than Catalina. It was like okay. a 40-minute flight. But, uh... Like, if you next time, if I go, I'm gonna fly to Toronto first, <laughs> which is weird to go the other way, but Toronto will fly directly onto this island. Ah, um, two flights. Yeah, so and it'd be cool to trip around up there, a little extra leg to the journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bro's still down there, Krita. He's, he's, uh, it was fun traveling with him. We worked together back in KXLU days. Yeah. So um, he just got done working on Pirates of the Caribbean for a few years, so he'd been hanging around here in the Caribbean. So now he's going to just chill on some islands down there. He's in Barbados now and then Antigua. So,
0: wow, congrats cheers. on your uh,
2: journey. Yeah, thanks.
0: Tom Watson's brother Will was with us uh, last tour in December. Back here, uh, the Parallel Universes tour. He wanted to see what it was like. I think he spent the last week with us, right? Yeah. Just in time for all the hell rides.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he joined us for the trip from Vienna to Copenhagen. Oh, cool. And uh, it was, uh, you know, he got a taste of what it's like, I think.
0: <laughs> One of them was like a 20-hour hell ride. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's he slept from Vienna
0: to Copenhagen. That's
3: he slept a lot, I think. <laughs> I think I had to drive. Well, and Jasper.
0: Yeah, we had a Dutchman with us. Yeah. So for the last
2: part. Had, had a lot of driving over there, huh?
3: Quite a bit. <laughs> yeah,
2: the
0: Learjet was out of...
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the bullet trains weren't working for us either. So.
0: Although Tom did a week worth of train touring after us with Red Crayola. Oh, yeah. oh cool. Yeah. yeah Tom's his- been playing with the Red Crayola for 13 years. Uh-huh. And so him and Mayo did a twofer with a uh, drums on a CD
3: yep yeah. john mcintyre programmed beats and put it on a disc and we just played along to that it turned out good i yeah. think we you know we kept it loud so it was still a rock show you know didn't we didn't play down to the beats we played up to the beats
0: yeah mm-hmm. and, so, and tom even played bass with steve shelley's side band uh, oh, wow. two dollar guitar 10. in paris yeah. in paris because he happened to be playing the day before mm. and so he
3: yeah, it was Which fun. Went Crayola, yeah, so it.
0: a variety on that trip.
2: There, yeah, yeah, it
3: turned out pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Enjoyed it. Saw a lot of people, friends, and played First some First time he shows. played a Norma Domes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. I would do it more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we had probably the, the cream of the crop, you know, kind of touring situation. Great, you know, great cruise, and just run really well. And, and our own gigs,
0: great. too. Mm-hmm. For, for, Mr. Men had four gigs where we just played little clubs. and In fact, we didn't have enough songs. Wow. Mm. Asking us back for encores. Mm. And
3: We're an opening band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we well, played the songs faster, too, by that time. So <laughs> we cut off some extra minutes. <laughs>
0: no, but the band's new, you know. Going into this, we only had three gigs. Those three mm. in September with M. Ward. Mm. So now and me and tom and raul last week for new year's we were in boulder Mm -hmm. and we played uh with his band rose hill drive that was uh, some cool young guys in Mm -hmm. way into 70s oh you said like grand funks yeah right well they did the whole band of gypsies record right yeah i said where i mean they looked the part everything i was like uh where'd you guys learn this guy goes, my dad, <laughs> which is something I would have never heard as a young. man. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned my rock and roll from my pop. Yeah. But they're uh, really good musicians. they were really nice to us. And we played uh, two gigs at the Boulder Theater, which came in the day after the blizzard. Tom did the drive-in in a four-wheel drive. A little bit of a whiteout coming in to Boulder from mm-hmm. Denver to Airport, but we were really blessed. Yeah,
3: it we were lucky. It was like
0: this, with no clouds in the sky, all blue, but snow piled.
3: Wow. Yeah. All white. Very
0: dry. I got my lips yeah. bled from chap. Oh, wow. Quick. Yeah. So, but it was a good thing. Uh, good gig for us. So we've done now, uh, I think, 25 gigs. Mm-hmm. Well, 12, 14, 16, 19, no, 21 gigs. We've done 21 gigs now. So, and they've all been successes. So I really look forward to playing uh, this that's a minute. But uh, Tom brought some music here. I brought in fact, some music. we're going to start here with the Tom.
3: Yeah, another Tom.
0: Right. Tell well, us something about it.
3: Well, it's a new Tom Berlane record um, entitled Songs and Other Things. Uh, apparently, it's some music that he'd recorded a while, it, over the last few years, and finally found a place to put it out on Thrill Jockey Records in Chicago. Oh, wow. And so
0: Tom's been with his um, Crayola. He's been uh, with Drag mm. City. Yeah. They're kind of associated. Yeah,
3: they're kind of a, you know, this tight knit little world Chicago Chicago. scene. Um, But it's a great record. I'm just now getting into it. uh, Caroline bought it in Colorado, and uh, I'm just getting used to it, so I'm all excited to like listening to it. Caroline
0: came with us to uh, Boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, People don't know Tom Verlaine. I had a band called Television in the 70s with really Richard yeah. Hell. And Richard Hell jumped ship for his own Voidoids, and Tom kept going. He gets television back mm-hmm. together for reunion yeah. tours, but mainly he's been doing solo, and he's playing with Patty Smith now.
3: Yeah, he's doing he's collaborating with people here and yeah. there.
0: So a yeah. New York City guy. I think he's originally from Delaware, maybe. Yeah. So, Tom, here's some... Uh, Tell us, why, why'd you pick this tune? Either? I don't know.
3: I picked, uh, I like all the tunes, but uh, there's this one kind of has a nice anth- anthemic kind of guitar playing in it that I like. It's well, really I noticed his
0: solo stuff is nothing like television.
3: Yeah, it's kind of slow, has this kind of, uh, seems like he really writes, tries to write a song. You know, every song is, is really constructed and there's a, you know, kind of, there's pop elements in it, but it's also uh, really spare, restrained guitar playing. You know, it's not very flashy. It's kind of nice. It's
0: guitar playing. It, you, yeah. You look for him?
3: Sure. When you were younger? Sure. That was a yeah. huge influence. influence. I mean, for sure.
0: Okay. What well, from Pedro Show? Here's Tom Tom Verlaine. <laughs>
4: Be mm-hmm. good. I and I'm you I
0: from pedro show that's uh kobayashi maru a band from hattiesburg mississippi doing i only have eyes for you (laughs) and (laughs) why are we (laughs) laughing can you eat it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, melt banana before that here's a song that tom picked uh they're a tokyo band right Yeah, we played with them. We'll get into this, but Medicine Men is not the first band I had with Tom Watson. Mm -hmm. I played with them in the John Terry show and the Pair of Pliers. And I think it was uh, the Pair of Pliers that played with uh, Melt Banana and Orlando, the the Sapphire Supper Club, and they actually played uh, Bob Dylan wrote Propaganda songs with us, but like what Tom was telling you... uh, why the music was playing? That the stage was so shallow, we couldn't really uh, be next to. We were yeah, it was a line dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, it was, it was new for them. So. It's kind of a trippy version. But they were way into it. They knew all about Minutemen. In fact, a lot of these cats in Europe too. I've noticed uh, foreign people know a lot about music, going way back. But obviously, U.S. too. These. Cats, uh, Rose Hill Drive. They uh, they didn't know about some bands, though. Yeah. Some older bands I was talking to them about. They didn't know much about his, the punk bands. Uh, but even some 70s stuff they didn't know of. So, but still, if you would have uh, asked me as a teenager what was going on in the 50s, mm. you know, <laughs> <you> know <laughs> Little Richard, <laughs> Chuck Berry, that's about it. <laughs> okay. Elvis, <laughs> I, I just didn't know. I didn't even know about bebop until punk, till Pettibone. Oh well, that was a uh, ketchup mess, right? That song. Ketchup mess with the trippy intro.
3: Off of scratch and stitch.
0: Scratch, scratch and stitch. Right. right. Or scratch with, or stitch. Okay. Or stitch with the third. You know what? I found out about melt banana from a CD that you gave me. Oh yeah. Yeah, it had a bunch of songs on it. Maybe it was their first one. one. Yeah, maybe you know the name of the first that one? That was
3: called... Um, uh,
0: had tons of songs. Uh, um, they were really short. Well, whatever. Before that, we had a Scottish band called Position Normal and a tune called Gotta Be Good, and we started off with uh, Tom Verlaine in The Earth is in the Sky. Well, that's it. juxtaposition. <laughs> Moon's waning, right? It was full of... I think when are in boulders. it's you know. yeah. full and a third, I think. Oh, you got to watch it when you put shit oh. down. Maybe use a rug because it's coming over your mic. <laughs> Just radio business.
3: Yeah.
0: Real life shouldn't have to be so gentle. You
3: hear my stomach growl. Me, the growl. most
0: crude motherfucker alive. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> telling you how to be soft, gentle. Be gentle. <laughs> don't be gentle with me. Please don't be gentle with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, on the tour we did, did I tell this on the radio where I shit my pants? Oh, in Germany? at yeah. the gas station? Right.
4: Tell us again. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: no, I love this No, but Tom story. had to get the key. You know, I was pumping the gas in the boat. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the van's and all same locked time up. time I started pumping to Levi, the Sorote. <laughs> And it was like, well, it wasn't on purpose. It was like a fart was coming, and I thought it was, safe. It, was it
3: was like, it was like ga- gas and <laughs> fuel.
0: Oh, man. But luckily, their uh, <laughs> rastoffs have heads. They did purpose you know. this day. we showered. Some guy in a lab coat.
5: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Anyway, Tom, there's only one schlo- It was Germany, so one schlussel for the boat right one key yeah. and he wants to get in the boat and he comes up to me right
3: well I didn't know what had happened yeah I, I, I had Levi like what's up right where'd Mike go <laughs> where is he
0: I was heading towards the lab coat man, and so like, Tom like catches boards. me, and he's—I I remember words being said.
3: <laughs> yeah, this glazed look on his face, kind of. Not now, man. <laughs> <The> thousand mile <laughs> that look, you know, like straight I, through him. Like I wasn't there. <laughs> I turned and waited.
0: Right. And then Tom got, and then we get to Milano a couple of days, and he gets the excellent tip off at the desk that there's a laundromat. Mm-hmm. You know, real cheap.
3: Yeah, real trip. Very quick, very cheap.
0: <laughs> it's where a, f- a few shops are. Yeah. Turns out the place is some giant fucking mall. <laughs> okay, and it's a dry cleaner, and the lady pinches, you know, feels on my pants. She goes, oh, about three, four days. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty euros. <laughs> you know, more than a fucking pinnacle.
3: You know, three or four days.
0: <laughs> yeah, so why? <laughs> real, real cheap, real
3: quick. They're going to, like...
0: So We held on till Austria. <laughs> yeah, was
3: Kept intense. those pants in a bag.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: double bag. double sack. Ziploc.
3: Cinch sack. You
2: know, we should go back. You're like leaving that sack on top
3: <laughs> yeah. for customs. Yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah right. <laughs> I didn't snuggle with that bag. Right here. That wasn't used as a pillow in yeah, the back or anything.
2: Don't yeah. look in there, sir. <laughs> yeah, We didn't use that a as a, you know,
3: <laughs> a
0: sifter. I should start off with where I met Tom you know D. Boone had this idea God, we gotta go up to Hollywood to see a gig on a weekday the first band starts so late we gotta get back home for work so let's do gigs here at the Star Theater over in Pacific in mm-hmm. Santa Cruz and uh, I know I've talked about this before but it was called the Star Theater and D. Boone changed the name to Union we had gigs there this is where I met tragic comedy Dirk Vandenberg the man who took the picture of the double nickels mm. thing cover but this is also where i meet tom he's in a band manhattan beach band called toxic shock and it had members that would all of them pertinere
3: well bruce on one. bruce on drums uh that's was right. replaced by rob Holtman, that's right but and d- I, I think it
0: was bobby, bobby when we
3: yeah by that time i think we're already well we played in capone's with with that's the, right was, with Bruce on drums. That was the first. That's right. Well, that's
0: actually before the Star Theater. But yeah. Bobby's where I met. Yeah, I met yeah. him at Star, I remember. And yeah. Tom played with his band called Toxic Shock. You can hear him on the uh, Keith Wright's A Harley Happy Squid Sampler. Yeah. And then uh, another song. I played both of them on the show before. But uh, yeah, they actually played with the Minutemen Minute at Capone's. I think I was on L. <laughs> I didn't play one <laughs> real part to any of the songs because I was tripping my brains. <laughs> <laughs> the only time, time I played all oh, plays like that like I, I remember D and Georgie starting songs and me just hitting on the strings making noise were with they them and then they'd stop I'd stop I'd put my hand and mute the strings and then go but I never played any parts I didn't know what the parts were I didn't know what the, uh, the strings felt like them big red like, thick rich, licorice you know them uh, rope.
2: ropes and rope. then the
0: sound coming out of the amp was like toothpaste I thought it was like big toothpaste coming out <laughs> And by me just stopping on the strings and stuff, I was chopping it into different lengths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> and <that> also, it wasn't <laughs> the best, element. And I haven't done it since the early uh-huh. 80s, but this was, uh, I had a run of about, you know, since the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. To th- and it got kind of more and more strickening in speed as years, uh-huh. and by this time, you know. I remember after the gig, the 22nd Street, that hill, mm-hmm. right? It's a pretty massive hill yeah. for Pedro. It ain't Chovy, but it's close. Uh, up and down, up and down, running it, just to wear this shit off. <laughs> and it would not wear off. you drink 50 beers in uh, good old days. Yeah. <laughs> but that gig, we played with you. Yeah. So over here on, uh, like, 23rd by mm. where the dispensary was. Uh, the Army Capone. uh-huh. Capone's. Capone's. Uh-huh. It was called the Three B's. The Blue Viking had different names. It was mm. Somebody told me it was cursed because some woman was murdered on the roof. Well, I that's the, guy, the problem. That's the problem. The guy who owned it when it was called Capone's ended up closing it and becoming born again so and now I think it's some kind of it goes through different like clothes shops for skaters Uh, or whatever I don't know I've never mm -hmm. been in it but I see it you know I pedal it's on my pedaling route so so Manhattan's your homeland
3: Oh, yeah, I grew up in the South Bay, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach. Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, he's uh, born in New York City because we've yeah. toured there, and Tom's pointed us to the hosp- yeah. Yeah. hospital. Yeah,
3: hospital, doctor's hospital. It's not doctor's hospital anymore, but... It was on the east side, the east side. by
0: the East River. Yeah. And uh, maybe in the mid or the 20s or something?
3: A little, ho- yeah, maybe 23rd, something like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, but then he came here earlier. His pop was... A, 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 not was but is an artist Mm.
3: illustrator Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and it came out to Cali and yeah he spent a lot of so he wasn't really connected the way I met him was through the punk scene Mm -hmm. and uh, Toxic Shock went on uh, how long you gotta watch on the table about
3: two two years you know
0: Two years. It morphed. And you only did them two songs yeah. on the squid. Yeah. And then that turned into Slovenly. Actually, oh. it was called Slavenly Peter, uh-huh. and it was based on a character in a book.
3: Yeah, there was a children's rhyme book from uh, Germany entitled Struvelpeter, which is fairly common there. It's a folk tale for children that, to keep them from doing things. You a lazy bum. Yeah, and like, but very severe little stories. That, is this uh, him? Uh, that's the guy, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's on their uh, reposty.
3: Yeah. <laughs> album Post album. Nineteen eighty
0: seven. Yeah. They started pracking at yeah. the flag place on uh, Artesia. Yeah. And me and D Boone had really gotten a uh, new alliance going. So uh uh we what's that record called? It's a twelve inch with four songs. Even so. Even so. We put That's out the first EP. record, eighty three. Yeah. Right. We put that out, we uh I mean, we had already met them a couple of years earlier, playing with them, but we really got to know them better mm-hmm. at that prac bed, flag used. Although we weren't pracking there at, anymore, mm-hmm. uh, they'd be there uh, doing the prack. And in fact, the uh, the black flag guys would uh, uh, tease them because there was a wave band called the Haircut One Hundred. Uh, so for some reason, they were like the Haircut.
3: Uh, band. Well, we were, you know, we were the suburban kids. You know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I also think they just were. They called a lot of shit uh, poser and new wave. Yeah, uh, that was not DeRigger. Or they
3: called us art rock, but it yeah. wasn't like in a nice way.
0: Well, you guys like The Fall, right?
3: Yeah, we love The Fall. And those and all guys, that stuff.
0: anything from England at that yeah. time, they were kind of bumming on. I yeah. play them pop group. Although Greg did like the first pop group album, but me, me and Henry were talking about this on the uh, his uh, TV show a couple weeks ago. He said, "Yeah, man, I was only safe with the Stooges and then Grateful Dead." He said, "I guess Greg would call everybody posers." And so, but it was only teasing because they, they really liked these guys and we did too.
5: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, put out even so uh, in '83. But then the band leaves. No,
3: and we, goes did too. To Nor-Cal. we did to Nor Cal. We did after the original style that An was album. done down here too yeah that was here because and also i
0: don't think we put it out though until you're you're up there really
3: yeah it was around that time i guess recorded, 84 maybe it came out yeah we recorded it all at the same time and then we put out the ep first that's right and then the album we actually added stuff to the album to fill it out right
2: right because i remember playing it when i was at kxlu that was the time i was at kxlu 83 through
0: 85 yeah. And uh, yeah. Steve Anderson was singer, Tim Plowman on guitar, <laughs> and uh, they had Scott Ziegler. He was the different guy from Toxic Shock. Yeah. And then that role, Tom would switch off mm. bass and guitar. Him and Scott would switch, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which was yeah. kind of like the only other band I saw do that a lot was the Brainiacs. There was an L.A. band called mm. the uh, Brainiacs, and uh, their bass and guitar would switch off. But then when, in 85, 86, you guys
3: moved yeah. up to San Francisco? San Francisco, from, I think, like, 84 to 88, I was there.
0: So 84, you moved up Yeah, there. I think about that That's why that I'm time. thinking yeah. that that album it comes it's out right when you guys time. are up there. Yeah. And uh, then Firehose even took them on tour. I think we called it the haircut tour. There was a haircut tour. tour. <laughs> there was also
3: a James Worthy tour. Yeah, there
0: was a James Worthy tour. That's right. But James <laughs> Worthy, I think, was only a leg. No, the haircut was
3: just the West Coast. And then the James Worthy, we did the whole U.S. Okay,
0: okay. So the haircut was. And yeah, I remember Nanny did the shirt, and it was like a close-up of the scissors Just going through the, down hair, on the hair follicles. <laughs> yeah, oh.
3: uh, yeah. <laughs> well, also the finger. You that know, was now scissor. these cats.
0: They had a weak-ass boat. It was like a Chevy Bowville that was not Beauville 30. in shape. That's all I could afford. Up. But I, you know. I know, I know, it was beat up, and it was maybe not even a. A good model uh, to have a beat up one of. Uh, I remember Georgie spending a lot of time uh, through a universal real quick. Yeah, you know, had some electrical shorts. <laughs> I remember us trading uh, passengers. Richard Bonnie.
3: Was it Rob. haircut or was it? Well, James that one was Worthy. James Worthy.
0: Yeah, where they trade off a few days. Uh, you know, I don't know. Did we take you and then? No,
3: I think Rob and Richie. We talk Bobby pitched. Ho. That's yeah.
0: Right. That's right. We took him, and then. Bonnie was in there, and he was disturbed him that they would wake up and drink rum and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was too early for that. Turkey, the Turk, yeah, talking turkey, turkey. turkey. He's talking, talking turkey. To- <laughs> so yeah. he came back in our boat, <laughs> but they were oh. good tours. Yeah. Um, I love playing with them. They really had a interesting style. So it went to what eighty nine.
3: Uh, our last record is ninety two. Ninety two. Oh, but uh, I okay. returned from San Francisco to L A in eighty eight, and uh, so now the band's like yeah, in two, two different, different cities. But I I would go up there and, and play shows and then record certain records and then
0: Plague,
3: some yeah, plague. I did some of that, some plague. subtle Plague. Um, but remember you know that was happening in the late eighties. Yeah, we played shows 90s. together. In fact, I them. met one of them cats, Benji. Chris Who's moved to
0: New Zealand. And, I yeah, saw
3: really? Wow. Yeah, Maybe the brother. Patrick? The brother in the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, but then the band kind of dissolved. Uh, mm. 92's the last album, when's the last gig?
3: 93, probably. But I, mean, I was already starting Overpass at that time. With and Overpass
0: was two cats from...
3: Yeah, Just three-fifths of, of Slovenly. And, and Scott. Yeah, me, Rob, and Scott. We did two records together
0: and tour
3: we toured a couple times on our own it was yeah. pretty grueling
0: there's an album too i've played some songs yeah we
3: have two records two albums two albums one's on smells like records and Steve one's on Shelley's one's on new alliance and
0: one's on new alliance that's
3: right and uh, we also did a song for that uh our band could be your life compilation right right black sheep i think
0: black sheep no that was uh that was a oh, uh, fake contest. We did You're Black Sheep.
3: We did Black Sheep and fake contest right, and they ended up using yeah, so they used fake contest.
0: Right, right. Uh, and then uh, but around overpass Wayne Days by this time Tom is living in Hermosa Beach. And uh, the overpass Wanes and then he hooks up with Mayo Thompson in the Red Crayola. He's been playing with them for thir- him.
3: 13 well, the way it years. worked was that actually I bumped, I met Mayo Thompson from working in art galleries here, and that's what I do for a living. But um, uh, Mayo produced the the final Overpass record, and right, uh, that's so that's right. when we started working together. And uh, he uh, moved out from Germany to L.A. and kind of. Uh, we kind of hit it off, and, you know, of course, I was this huge Red Crayola fan, so just yeah, to, ha- just to connect with him uh, was a huge, uh, you know, tra- turning point for me, and to start playing music with him was, you know, kind of a dream. So He
0: became the curator of the songs.
3: Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: hard for Mayo to remember his own song. <laughs> I mean, The guy's been song going handler. since, what, 65, 66? 66, wow, first yeah. record, yeah. Okay, so... Tom is like kind of the <laughs> yeah, repository. <it> <laughs>
3: yeah. <stuff. laughs> yeah. Archivist. <laughs> Better than suppository. Yeah. Conservator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, like, yeah, when he might bring out a to- uh, tune, uh-huh. hey, Tom, how's that go?
3: Tom recollects it. To the best of my knowledge. It- <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Yeah, and, and in fact, with uh, Mr. Mendua's song, we're going to play a, one a little later, but uh, with Tom singing. Oh, yeah, cool. And, and it's funny, he, uh, you know, he knows the music pretty well, but he doesn't know all the words. So he ran them past Mayo to see if they were right. And mm-hmm. Of course, Mayo forgot the words, too. So what he say? He said, they those, are yeah. so those are the words now. Those are the words. That's what
3: they are now. Yeah. I couldn't really hear them on the record. It's yeah, too hard to learn them. There's a great album
0: called uh, Soldier mm-hmm. Talk that's coming out on it'll, it'll be, it'll
3: come out. It'll be coming out this year on Drag City. <laughs> E- excellent Finally. Excellent record man 1980
0: It's just a Mayo And this drummer Named Ooh. Jesse Chamberlain It's an incredible
3: yeah.
0: piece And then at the last tune Is a big jam With the Perubu guys Of that uh. era Yeah Yeah
3: the he Rabinstein, was also Playing Mamadi, with Perubu
0: uh, Krause uh, yeah. Thomas And uh,
3: Ravenstein uh, Oh uh, Herman Tom Herman Yeah
0: Cool Yeah so So this begins 13 years and yeah. still playing With mm-hmm. them but for a lot of the years, I don't know, when did get, they get George Hurley on board? Yeah. When
3: yes, was this? Back. This was like 95, Okay, 96. so a, couple,
0: a year or two after Firehose, mm. they get George Hurley to play with Red Crayola. Yeah. And he's played, he played with them pretty much until uh, just maybe a year or two ago. Oh. Maybe yeah. a year and a half ago, he did a last tour in Italy.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Japan. Yeah, we had him on board for a lot of live shows. He didn't record with us as much. Yeah, um, right. But unfortunately, but I think he's only on one record, right? And he's only on a couple tunes on certain records. I mean, I could point yeah. them out to you. And uh, he's on a, a, an EP called "A More in Language." And uh, you're the
0: one who brought him in, right? Yeah,
3: I mean, I was a contact. I'd known George for yeah, years. Yeah, sure, I know. So, I know. and it would it was kind of a, a really good fit uh, because of some of the earlier music, like Jesse Chamberlain's playing, and, yeah. and George kind of they had a certain. Uh, uh, they're very unusual players, you know, right, but they right. had something in common, and so also there was a the twofer work.
0: thing with McIntyre.
3: Yeah, we did two drums for a while. How,
0: how far back does McIntyre go?
3: McIntyre and I started at the same time. In fact, um, John, David Grubbs, and Jim O'Rourke uh, had a group called um, Gasterdale Soul. Yeah, right. And uh, when the Red Crayola finally. Reformed as Red Crayola with a K, and recorded the first record for Drag City in '93. And you asked people
0: because he was playing right. with the English when he women. came,
3: and it was more or less David Grubbs who organized that. They recorded in Chicago and uh, with Steve Albini, and it was John playing drums on that first record, which I brought on vinyl. We'll play um, that a little later. But at that point, he he was the you know the the first uh the first drummer of that new era right, of right. band, you know, and then I then I actually I. I didn't do the basic tracks with them. I, I did overdubs okay. in L.A. So uh, it, it was only later that year that I met all those guys and we played a tour in Japan.
0: Yeah, but you were working... Well, we're going to get to your solo record, yeah. but there were some Gaster guys involved
3: sure. with that. Sure, yeah, but that, that came... O'Rourke. A, as a result of, of meeting them through the Ray Crayola thing, yeah. So that's
0: more like late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um... Uh, Let's get back to Toxic Shock. You just guys were just dudes who grew up together.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, it was really how in the Recycler. Really, the way it worked was that uh, you know the community we were in was pretty small, and um, I, I'd been a I'd been playing music in different contexts. You know, usually kind of freeform prog music. Oh yeah, you, know? you went
0: to Holland to study. Yeah,
3: I did like some electronic music when I got right when I. This was av- after high school though. So before that, I was, like, just playing guitar with uh, different friends of mine. And uh, so I was already, like, a musician, you know, of some sort. You know, I'd already been playing in bands. And then uh, Steve and Scott and Bruce had this group, Toxic Shock, with a drummer or another bass player named Krusty, who, uh, I don't know why she was removed from her post, but uh, they knew that I played guitar and they asked if I'd play the bass. So, um
0: you were the host with the most uh, exactly,
3: posts. Exactly, exactly, the most posts, at least more <laughs> posts. Um, um, uh, so, I mean, that kind of came about out of just being in the same high school and playing music and uh, uh, wanting to play more, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there were we'd have parties and play gigs, you know, in houses and stuff, and it wasn't, you know, there were no clubs. We didn't <laughs> play clubs. Our first gig ever was with you at Capone's, Compone. you know. And uh, Miracosta, Miracosta, yeah. Yep. Costa. The Stangs. The Stangs.
0: Yeah. You know, we're, uh, yeah. we're kind of coming in the end of the mm-hmm. first hour. Wow. Yeah, a lot of spiel, but this is all interesting. Or, mm-hmm. or like Richard Barber mentioned, that might be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but not to, to me. <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> what a cold. Yeah. That's a right ashen tone. I got a call from him. Uh, last night Robert right? I, I did this gig <laughs> I'm kidding <You> know, <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Ashton And right I played the gig I'll no. get into that gig He asked me about it But it was hilarious I said I'm conked And there's this call And it's Ron Ashton And he goes I know you're conked But I just had to call Because you called last week For New Year's And I had to return it And uh, Go back to bed baby <laughs> Okay Ronnie
3: uh, <laughs> up. Yeah, Wake up and go to sleep
0: I thought it was a dream, and then I thought about it really hard while I was pedaling this morning. <laughs> okay, we're at the end of the first hour of the January 7, 2007 edition. Watford Pedro show. Hang tight for hour two. January 7, 2007. It's the second hour of the Watford
1: Pedro show. Sei que nada será como antes amanhã Que notícias me dão dos amigos Que notícias me dão de você Sei que nada será como está Amanhã e depois de amanhã Assistindo na boca da noite, um gosto de sol. Um domingo qualquer, qualquer hora. venta dali em qualquer direção. Sei que nada será como antes mãe Que notícias me dão dos amigos. Que notícias me dão de você, sei que nada será como está, amanhã e depois de amanhã. Que notícias me dão dos amigos Que notícias me dão de você Sei que nada será como
4: estar Amanhã e depois de amanhã Resistindo na boca da noite Um rosto de sol
6: from the press nor from the public mind once it's painted there. That's the, that is the uh, evil. evil.
0: Okay, Watt from Bidro Show. That was uh, Bebe with Corrupted. Uh, Slovenly before that with The Way Untruths Are. The
3: Repost album. Trigger,
0: 1987. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah, we didn't. Uh, 20 years ago. Damn. Yeah, and we didn't uh,
3: discuss how um,
0: Tim Plowman. Because he wasn't into Toxic Shock. How yeah. did he come aboard?
3: He he and I were doing some uh, guitar and piano stuff uh, before Toxic Shock, doing weird progressive. So you brought him in. Yeah. I mean, we are doing some odd musics. and uh, Also, uh, w- uh, another reason why I was um, like uh, into this electronic music that I got into after high school um, was Tim and I were into a lot of the more conceptual musics and, and that's like when
0: that. you went to amsterdam
3: yeah utrecht actually Utrecht,
0: right right right, right. i'm sorry
3: and Holland. Uh, and then uh, um when uh when when what Rob, was the name of the school uh the institute for Sonology, the uh institute of sound study of sound i guess translation right and uh Globicar? part of the university Vinko Globokar. yeah he, well he is someone i met later he wasn't actually there. Okay, because I played some of him on yeah, my show. Yeah, trombone. Guy. Yeah, great, intense. Great guy. Uh, Gottfried Koenig was one of the main instructors there. He was a Stock, uh, Stockhausen collaborator and a couple other uh, fairly well known electroacoustic composers, you know.
0: And you hadn't been back to Holland. No, I've been, yeah. I've been there a couple times. I've been a couple times over the years. But you never played there. You were no. telling me those yeah. were your first gigs. Yeah, in I, I
3: actually, in '81 in I recorded, or '80 I recorded a record with uh, this composer named Richard Larrman at the Milky Way, the Melkvag. And uh, And that came out on Folkways Records. That was the only time I'd actually. So you wouldn't just stay in
0: Utrecht. You'd go to Amsterdam. Yeah,
3: you know, everything's so close. You can yeah. tra- train around, see the shows.
0: And then you came back, and that's when you start doing. Uh, slovenly
3: became. Yeah. Talks Shock became slovenly, Peter. Right. And uh, Tim joined the group, and we were doing these uh, you know, free form things that uh, we started reading these. Uh, Steve would read these poems over. And then uh, after we exhausted the book, I guess, we uh, decided to have Rob Holzman play drums. And uh, that's when it became slovenly. And that's when. Yeah, Dropped you know, the Peter. Yeah, we got rid of the Peter. And uh did our own songs and
0: before middle age did it to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we started out the second hour with uh No, no. Oh I was bad, Red Crayola, off the new EP
3: Yeah Red Gold. And then we EP. started
0: off with Joyce, a Brazilian yeah. band with Nada Serra Como Antes. Um so that's Portuguese, got it. Port- yeah. Um. Very sad about Scott.
3: Yeah, After Scott passed overpass, away. Yeah, he yeah. passed
0: away in the late nineties.
3: Yeah, well, three or years early ago. Early Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, but he was he lived pretty hard, you know. Yeah. Burned pretty brightly. Um. And uh, super amazing. You know, creative guy. You know.
0: Ended up being a chef, right?
3: Great chef, knew how to cook food, <laughs> knew, how to knew how to eat food, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> how was to great. <laughs> he was great, good friend, you know, one of yeah. a kind, you know, it's hard, and, to, hard uh, to lose friends like that.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. Plowman doesn't do music anymore.
3: He plays guitar here and there, you know, I talked to him, not that common, yeah, in Berkeley and he's, uh, he's got a gig at Berkeley University there, so he's, he's, uh, he's a, he's a, you know, working man, and he's got a child and a wife. That I haven't met, um, unfortunately. I, I mean, I, I'm up in San Francisco. You know, a couple, three times a year. You know, and we were last
0: there in September at the Fillmore yeah. with M Ward.
3: And I try to get a hold of him, but he's, you know, he's he's got his life. You know.
0: Yeah. And he's Where's Steve? Anderson? Steve's in San
3: Francisco also, and, okay. and I see him from time to time, and, and
0: he has a baby too.
3: He has a baby, and he's with Heidi Peterson, and kind of uh, it's always great to see him, but it's it's also too rare. You and know. Bobby's down here. Rob's down here in Hermosa yeah. Beach. He's been playing with some bands. Yeah, he's actually gotten back into playing drums, and I'm yeah. kind of glad about that because he's he's an amazing drummer. But I know he's uh, he's the idea of being in a band has sort of run its course for him. So it's nice that he's, uh, still, you know, getting out there and playing, playing a little bit. He
0: was with shock. That's where I met him. But then he quits to join saccharine.
3: He was originally in saccharine trust, but Rob and I actually played in a band before that. That was like, kind of like a party band in Hermosa beach and, you know, and Mark Vidal played bass, um,
0: but he's only in SAC a couple years. Yeah,
3: he was on the Pagan Icons right, record.
0: That's right, not even a couple years. But they toured with Black
3: Flag a few times.
0: Yeah, twice with him. Because they get Tony uh Tony Cicero,
3: Cicero. yeah. Um but then uh you know, like uh, eighty two I guess, eighty or so, that's when he uh he joined slovenly and right. like, but he was my buddy from junior high school. We you know, we listened to music all the time together.
0: Slovenly never had a, another drummer except for him.
3: It's only Rob, yeah. yeah
0: that's very cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, you picked this song Joyce.
3: Yeah. Oh, I love this record by Joyce. She's a uh, a singer from the 70s from Brazil and um uh you know, has a certain amount of acclaim down there. Fairly, you know, obscure here, but really beautiful music and, and amazing arrangements and uh it's You've always Never been down there, have you? No, not yeah, yet. Been there I once. want to. It's nice to hear music sung in another language uh too because um it becomes so much more of an instrument rather than some I've got some
0: uh, Crayola records where Mayo sings in German.
3: Yeah, he went through a little phase like that. Yeah, he speaks German.
0: Now this EP, Georgie ain't on it.
3: Red Gold is all John McIntyre. In fact, yeah. all of Introduction, which came out earlier in 2006, yeah. and Red Gold is all John McIntyre on drums. Yeah, so and he, he recorded and produced Georgie's the on
0: the record before that, a couple songs. He
3: was on bits and pieces of things, you know. It's kind of, you know, cut and paste. And he was playing electric drums. He played some electronic drums yeah. and some acoustic drums. Uh we recorded an EP in uh um 2005 which has yet to see the light of day, but that's Georgie all over it, you know. Oh wow. So it it's uh was recorded down here in Pedro at uh at Bob's place. I don't know Bob's last name, but he's down on Mesa and 15th? Something like that. Anyway, he's got a little practice place that has some recording facility, so he still has all the master uh, hard disk tracks yeah. of that record. So we're trying to figure that out.
0: Man, too bad you don't have a <laughs> tape of. We could play it on the show or something.
3: Well, I can track something down. Yeah,
0: please, cause I'll let it see the light yeah. of day. Yeah. And uh, now, Brother Matt's going to do the spin cycle and. Tommy here is going to collaborate with him on guitar, and then we'll get back to the history lesson. Yeah,
2: I'm honored. So I think we're going to start a little spacey and uh, get a little ethnic and worldly and jazzy and see what becomes of that.
0: All right.
2: Thank you, Tom Watson, for joining the spin cycle today.
0: <coughs> thank you, Tom Watson. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, brother <laughs> Matt. Thank you. Hi, Kristen. Oh, thank you. Hello. Welcome. Kristen <laughs> hasn't been on the radio show in a while, huh? <laughs> yeah, a long time. Did all these delios. Oh yeah. We're all tripping. Okay, what'd you think of that, Tom? It's weird. <laughs> you into that? That's good. Right.
3: It's um, quiet. It was quiet. Quiet cool. Quiet.
0: You Can you eat it? It's quiet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Tom. Um, hmm. You met these Chicago guys. And then Mayo, Mm -hmm. or you met Mayo through the art and Mm -hmm. then hooked up with the Chicago guys. And you went and recorded Mm -hmm. your solo album and started work on that, right? Yeah.
3: We're going to play
0: some next hour, but I'm interested.
3: That was a process, you know, something that kind of like um, I'd done all kinds of like little guitar songs and parts. Like, you know, I didn't have a band, so I just put stuff on tape. And this was after Overpass and um
0: Overpass is finished and then Mayo
3: yeah. and then the Red Crayola happens you know from time to time during the mid 90s and um you know I would tour with them and record records but there's also time that I spent just working on music and so there's a collection of, of songs and bits and pieces that uh, I started just compiling and put it together and uh, Mayo helped me sort out certain parts of that and O'Rourke. Jim O'Rourke helped yeah. out quite a bit and Piecing things together and actually I actually
0: playing. did a song with you.
3: Yeah, you did. Didn't make the album, but yeah, we did a couple things. Those yeah, are still two. somewhere. Yeah, those are still somewhere. I this think uh song. I think I just. Uh,
0: and in fact, I played with Georgie.
3: Yeah, George. Different I times. Think,
0: yeah, I think different. you played. You mm. recorded it with him, and then I came in later, right?
3: I kind of did the both with each of you, the same. Like, I got him in and did yeah. it with him, and then I got you in and did it with you.
0: I remember playing to the drums Yeah, that were already recorded.
3: Yeah, It's a weird little thing. I'm <laughs> glad we did it, you know? Yeah, and the did- album's
0: great. We'll play a song from next hour, yeah. although we're out of time here. So uh, mm. let's uh, hold tight for hour three. January seventh, two 2007. It's the third hour of the WAP from Pedro show. Show, sorry about that. Here's uh, part two of Jack Flanders in the Ghost Islands.
7: Hello, mojo,
8: you do man. How are you doing, Joseph?
7: I am here.
8: I am okay. You are okay? I'm okay, and I'm still here too. A blue pelican for you? Oh, sounds good. You know, Joseph. I was wondering about those islands you told me about. The ghost islands? Yeah. Has anyone ever set foot on them? I have heard stories. I'd like to hear them. I think it's best if you hear from the mouth of one who has told me. So Joseph gave me the name of a woman who lives out on the point. He seems to trust you, doesn't he? Uh, I think he's got his reasons. Anyway, the woman he told me about, her name is Rose Florentine, she has a little pink house perched up on a hill, looking down over the bay. Ah, man, it's a steep climb, with steps that go up and up and up some more. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. Huh? I just I get out of breath just telling you about it.
5: Well, it probably keeps her in shape. She was waiting with a
8: pitcher of iced tea.
9: Would you like something to drink, Mr. Mojo?
8: <sighs> That'll do me just <laughs> fine, thanks.
9: We can sit out here if you'd like.
8: You got got a nice view up here.
9: Joseph tells me that you're interested in the ghost islands. Are you writing an article?
8: No, no. I'm not a journalist.
9: Well, good. Publicity we do not need.
8: (laughs) I got that impression from Joseph.
9: In fact, the way he
8: talked about them, it was like those islands are sacred. Yes,
9: they are. But why are you interested? Well,
8: I have a fascination For those strange little blips we sometimes see on the screen of what we think is reality.
9: Do you see reality?
8: Only through filters.
9: (laughs) Do you accept what you see?
8: I think it's more like, I see what I accept. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are
9: all like that.
8: You've seen the ghost islands?
9: Oh, yes, often.
8: You can see them from up here?
9: At times, yes. What What do they look like? Like a mirage.
8: Shimmering? Ghostly?
9: Sometimes. What time of day? Well, usually at night, if there's a moon, and sometimes very early in the morning, just before the sun rises.
8: Have you ever been with someone and you could see the islands, but they couldn't?
9: Well, it isn't that they can't see them, they just don't.
8: Hmm. Have you seen the islands recently? Yes. When?
9: Yesterday morning. Where? Over there.
8: How many did you see?
9: Only one.
8: And then, uh, did it just vanish?
9: It faded with the light. There you are, Jack.
5: Oh, hi. Come on, sit down.
9: What were you
10: doing?
5: (sighs) Just watching seagulls.
10: Jack, uh, I was thinking... Oh? We have room for one more.
5: One more what? Person... On the boat?
10: Where else?
5: And do you have someone in mind?
10: Yes.
9: Someone who will keep you from being so bored.
5: Ah. Do they have experience sailing? They do. Do I get a say in this?
11: You are the capitaine.
5: Yeah, and you are the owner.
11: <laughs> True.
5: So this uh, this new crew member, it it isn't someone I know. Maybe. Uh-oh
10: you say
9: uh uh-oh?
5: This new crew member, does it speak French?
9: (laughs) How did you know? Uh,
5: No, don't tell me you invited that skinny Dominique.
9: Dominique? You think it's Dominique? It's not? Of course it is. Oh God,
5: not on board.
9: You said you were bored.
5: (laughs) Not funny. Why Dominique?
1: Around Dominique, you're never bored.
5: That's because she knows how to get under my skin.
1: (laughs) You need a thicker skin.
5: And Dominique smokes.
1: She has stopped smoking. Since
5: when does a woman from Montreal stop smoking? Do I smoke? Did you ever?
1: Of course.
5: Oh. Well, uh, can skinny swim?
1: (laughs) Jack, don't call her that.
5: Well, Well, what if something happens?
10: What happens?
5: What if she accidentally topples overboard?
10: You are terrible.
5: Ah, but of all the women in Montreal you could have invited, why, Dominique?
9: Are you bored now? No.
5: So I brought this on myself, huh?
9: But you always do.
5: Hmm. I wonder how much of a splash she will make.
8: Joseph said you knew someone who actually set foot on one of these islands.
9: Yes, but uh, he is no longer with
8: us. (laughs) Does that mean there's cannibals there?
9: No, no. He died years later, but he said it was like trying to step upon a mirage. And as he got closer, the island kept moving away. But
8: but he finally succeeded.
9: Oh, he did.
8: The island, was it solid?
9: In its own way.
8: Uh, What does that mean?
9: Well, he was able to become part of the island, but not for very long. Morty.
8: Yes, thanks.
9: Now, Joseph tells me that you are a voodoo man.
8: <laughs> no, a you-do man.
9: Oh, and what is that?
8: That's part yoga and
9: part voodoo. Oh, I see. Well, when you interact with your gods, the Loa or the Orisha, are you not opening yourself up to... Another layer or level of reality that some can feel and even see, but others cannot. And because they cannot, they do not believe it can exist.
8: I don't see how that figures in here.
9: Well, sometimes things are as solid as we are willing to allow them to be.
8: Hmm. Well, that applies to everything we believe in.
9: Well, unless you try to sit on it.
8: You mean sit on what you believe to see how solid it is? (laughs) Oh, man. If people did that, they'd be falling on their fannies all the time.
9: (laughs) Oh, but they do, and they never even notice. (laughs)
8: That's true, too. But is there any life on these islands?
9: Well, my friend, who has passed now, said there was a settlement on the big island.
8: You mean there's people living there?
9: Oh, I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, at least not what we would call people.
8: You mean spooks?
9: No, just not people.
5: Hey, the dinghy's gone. All right, who took the dinghy? Where is everyone? Claudine, Bunny, Mojo, Zero. They've all gone off on a dinghy ride.
6: Hello, Ma. Ah. What's happening?
5: Fast Freddy, have you seen the gang?
6: What gang, Ma?
5: You know, my crew
6: I see your woman Claudine She is in town Em mojo He is with Joseph
5: At the pelican's pouch?
6: Yes, pelicans
5: What about the young girl, Bunny?
6: She go out
5: She took the dinghy
6: Yes, she go dinghy
5: <laughs> Well, I guess that explains that um listen fast Freddy yeah uh, I'm going into town Will you keep an eye on things
6: My best eye I give you
5: <laughs> Thanks uh, I'll give it back I I promise This funk I'd fallen into was receding Life was becoming much more interesting And then
10: Jack I have arrived I'm here it is me, Dominique. <sighs> Jack? Are you... Hello? Ah, there you are.
5: <laughs> Dominique, what a pleasant surprise.
12: But you're not surprised. Claudine told you I was coming, yes?
5: Uh, yeah. She warned me.
12: I am so happy you asked me. I want a big hug, Jack.
5: Uh, okay. <clears throat>
12: <clears throat> throat>
5: Oh, oh my God. Have you been working out?
12: Of course. Look at my muscles.
5: You're skinnier than ever. I don't eat. I thought when people stopped smoking, they put on weight.
12: Who stopped smoking?
5: Wait a minute. You're still... Oh, great.
12: Quebecois women smoke.
5: No, they don't.
12: No? Oh...
5: Dominique, no smoking on this boat, please.
12: I smoke downwind.
5: Not on this boat.
12: Then what if I... No. Well, if I just...
5: No. No, no.
7: Are you finished? No. Then let me finish. I quit smoking.
5: You actually quit?
7: Aren't I wonderful?
5: Wonderful, yeah.
7: Claudine said you are so bored, and my duty is to keep you from being so bored.
5: Claudine can be so helpful.
7: Show me around. Come on, come
12: on, Jack. Jump, jump.
5: Okay, okay.
12: Good. Nice jump.
5: Oh, God.
3: That's it.
0: shit. Well, there's our echo. <laughs> hey, uh, that was Tom Watson. <laughs> yeah, singing for uh, Mike Watt, and The Missing Man, uh, December 11, 2006, at the Globen.
10: The Globin?
0: Yeah, in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, doing uh, Red Crayola song, "Conspirators Oath." Mm-hmm. We played a bunch of. Uh,
9: Stuff Tom had to do with,
0: following part two of Jack Flanders in the Ghost Islands. Mm. Jack. Jack. <laughs> uh, before that, was an old slovenly what, 1983?
3: Earlier than that, maybe 81.
0: 81. 81? Yeah. With a song called Not Free?
3: Yeah. One was of actually, the first
0: recordings off a cassette.
3: Yeah, right? it was actually a Toxic Shock song that... Uh, the version of the band had a different drummer, Rob Holzman, and and Tim Plowman was playing synthesizer on it, so it was basically Slovenly, yeah, at that time doing a Toxic Shock tune. Okay. Transition. Days.
0: Transition.
3: Never put that out on Before anything. Before
0: that, we played uh, Corn Shovel by Overpass, the band oh, that followed we? Slovenly that you had with uh, Bobby Ho, uh-huh. uh
3: and Scott Ziegler. Uh huh. Produced Did by we Mayo do some Thompson. Some gigs. The overpass? I don't think so. No, I don't they think never we did. Together? I don't know. I don't recall that. I remember
0: playing the cassette first before that yeah. album. There was yeah. a cassette.
3: Yeah. Well, it was also on a CD, the New Alliance record, just yeah. the Overpass the record, the white
0: one with the yeah. circle. Or it
3: has, something. yeah, it's a picture of the sidewalk. Sidewalk. Yeah, kind of urban.
0: Um, then we had drones and themes. Track one. That's an upcoming solo album by you? Yeah, it's Work just a, in progress. Yeah,
3: a bunch of uh, drone parts and, you know, repetitious beats and things like that.
0: Right. And uh started with Surfbird. Yeah. From your first solo album, Country and Watson. That's right. Right. You got to make a MySpace thing so people can hear these.
3: Yeah, okay.
0: You know, um that that record's been out for a while, huh? About six years now. Six years. Remember you working on it. Yeah. And you were going through cassettes to get this slovenly thing going. Uh-huh. And uh, you found yeah. something else with me and Kira playing with you, huh?
3: Yeah, that was like, I think... It Just was...
0: me playing with you too? A soundtrack thing?
3: I, yeah, I have it written down here as a soundtrack to a film called Cell. C-E-L-L. and uh, I Here, have... take this. 1992 1990 we'll written next to it, so um ninety two. I guess that's Crying. when we did it. That was a long time ago.
0: Fifteen years. Right.
3: So you're on 15th Street, I think, at that time. Fourteenth. Fourteenth Street. Yeah,
0: lived there 14 years. Yeah. One room pad. It had one outlet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> old pad because it was built before electricity. And it up,
0: up actually was up there downtown Vermont. And they moved it down here to Pedro and put electricity in it. Kind of economy, Like one outlet, uh, a room. I called it the man boat because there's all <laughs> a bunch of retired old dudes. Auntie Perkov owned it. Uh, so Vince Perkov lived in the front one. And uh Auntie was a big slab guy here in town. Uh, the restaurant. Very cool people. Son Tony's like took over the family, right? He was a teacher when I was at high school for special ed guys. Yeah, Tony Ruggs. In fact, his he let uh, his room be used for uh, chess club at lunch. No. So, smoke the malt, play the chess.
3: <laughs> Is it my turn? I don't know. <laughs> but no <laughs> dice. Yeah, no, that yeah. was the good thing about it. No
0: luck, right? Yeah. The best thing was when everybody kibitzing around, and the party's over, and you just have to sweat it there. No one wanted to tip the king, you know. <laughs> Tony was great, but uh, he
2: runs. Restaurant,
0: yeah, that,
2: yeah that restaurant rocks.
0: Good, good, good. Yeah, muscatouille, yeah, killer Pedro Chow. Yeah, if you want a good Slav chow, yeah, just good Pedro chow.
3: Nice, Antis.
0: he used to always wear a carnation, yeah, he in his always ear.
2: had a carnation, is he? Yeah, that's a look. And he had a boat's uh, vans <laughs> painted up like that. Yeah, that was his logo, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he's cool people. He always
0: had the Which biggest
2: side? flag, biggest U.S. flag in town, that yeah, was, that was his he was very
0: proud. <laughs> Nothing next to that one in Long Beach. <laughs> that caddy had that one it was like half a football field. Um, so, uh, whoa, it's a bone line. phone. <laughs> Other Matt, He gets the phone mate going always during <laughs> yeah. the nice show. Here we got uh, um, so a band called uh, Liberty Cap Gun. A lot from Medro Show. Thank you.
6: For guidance And you follow the line If you follow them, well you're beginning To tell the profane from the divine
0: What from Pedro's show? Uh, I believe that was called Sincerely. It's Tom found something on a cassette <laughs> that I can't remember doing. And I guess Kira's on it, too. It sounded like her singing. Maybe there's two basses. I don't know. Uh, that's definitely Tom on the guitar, though. And it was something on the box It says for the movie Cell. Yes,
3: 1992. C- something like in your old pad, you know. On 14th Street. Yeah. With headphones. The
0: one, yeah, with headphones. They, it was like really so tiny. So it's a Ford track.
3: Yeah. It was your old.
0: Ford track. Yeah, Tascam 288. 488. 88. 888. 188.
3: 5 million and 88.
0: 5 million. 10 million and 88. <laughs> Trillion eight. Yeah, before um, Pro Tools. Yeah. And it was something for a movie, I guess. I remember doing a soundtrack once with Dee Boone and Georgie. And his kid from USC, I think it was called Hell, this movie.
3: Mrs. Cell, that was hell.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have a very extensive soundtrack career. <clears throat> but the guy, the way we did it was we were pracking at the time, it was right before Project Mersh and we were pracking in Jack Brewer's garage in Wilmington. And his kid comes down with a projector and a sheet. Puts a sheet up on the wall? And he's got a recorder. Shows the movie. It's a 15-minute movie. And we just jam along to the movie. (laughs) We didn't know what was coming, you know? (laughs) It's like this guy going to hell and the devil chasing him or something. And so, like, (laughs) we're reacting to it in real time, you know? And uh, it gets more intense. It gets soft. (laughs) The guy's trying to kind of conduct us with his hands, but we're watching the movie. On the sheet, all mm-hmm. wrinkled up. I think there's a I and mean, we did two takes, two tries, so the second time we kinda knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. But I think they used the first one and it was on um the ballot result. I oh, think yeah. it's on there.
3: Cool. It's kinda low budge.
0: Yeah, totally of.
3: <laughs> in
0: fact I remember seeing the movie at the like they have a big screening at the school. Yeah. And I remember going in there and seeing that. And I was like, whoa. Because it was way different than what we played, dude. But somehow yeah. they put it in, fit it in. Anyway, before that, we had Grant Hart, an old friend from Hooskers, with the song called Seika Nose." And before that, Brendan Benson with me, Just Purely. And we started with Liberty Cap Gun, with song number two. Again, in a different ring. A <laughs> different <loud>. ring. <laughs> phone, phone So, Tom... Um, Let's talk about your guitar playing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We talked, to, we started the show off with Tom Verlaine. He's a big influence, but any sure. others?
3: Sure. Lots, lots. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I kind of listen, to, uh, whenever I hear something I like, it becomes an influence. Um, I mean. Early on? Early on, you know, I love The Who and. and
0: uh, Pete Townsend?
3: Pete Townsend, I love. Hendrix I loved uh I loved Creedence Clearwater I loved John Fogarty's guitar playing the sound of it you know um and then I got really into glam and prog in the 70s like I was really into uh Roxy Music Phil Manzanero was one of my big heroes and still is I mean love his guitar playing somehow um I liked Robert Fripp's guitar playing and you know uh but then I, I just everything kind of had some effect on me, you know. All rock mm-hmm. guitar, you know, and uh folk you guitar did some John bass fa- and Toxic Shock? Yeah, I played a lot and of bass then half too a yeah. slovenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When
0: did that come? Well Later, right? With
3: Toxic Shock I started playing the bass and I mean I I played I'm a guitarist playing the bass, you know, so it yeah. started with guitar and um I love playing the bass. I think it's an incredible instrument. I think it's something that helps my guitar playing by playing the bass you actually have a dual neck yeah <laughs> guitar and bass yeah you, it's something you sit with <laughs> you know you don't, you don't rock out on it Saul Cole made it for you yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a beautiful guitar up we actually had two of those made Scott and I had identical mm-hmm. double neck telecasters so you could switch without without switching switch. exactly
0: right it's um,
3: a concept but they're very heavy very energy, heavy yeah. um Yeah, I love the bass. I can't claim to be a good bass player, but I'd certainly love hearing great bass playing. Pick, fingers. Pick and fingers. I started with a pick and now with the guitar, you
0: know. The thumb pick, when did that come around? From the beginning?
3: Uh not really. No. I mean I I was going to say that John Fahey was a huge influence uh, early on, like in the seventies. I would hear it, you know. My family would, my parents would play his music, and uh, we, you know, it had a big effect on the type of music that I wanted to learn, you know. And so I actually had some guitar lessons, and like uh, when I was younger, learning how to finger pick, do things right. like that. And so uh, even though I went on to play electric guitar mostly, um, like I always. Used a certain amount of finger picking here and there.
0: Yeah, D. Boone used a lot of that. What did you think of his playing?
3: Oh, he's amazing, of course. Big influence for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. really dexterous, amazing, you know, agility with the big fingers that he had. You know, just really could fly all over the strings. Um,
0: what are your best memories of him?
3: Um,. I have a lot of them, so, I mean, it's kind of hard to narr- narrow it down. I think he's just uh, uh, just an interesting person, really had conviction in what he felt was important, and uh, sweet person, big heart, amazing talent, yeah. great person. Um, I wish I knew him better, you know, but I feel like, you know, what I knew was uh, really... You know, decent person, great spirit, yeah. amazing player. Always loved playing with him.
0: You play Fenders a lot, but I remember there was a period where you had a Les Paul, huh?
3: Me or? Yeah. Him. Yeah. I had a. I still have a Les Paul. The neck is still broken. Oh, that's I mean, what happened. I mean, I, happened. I, 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 they just don't work for me. The other tele got stolen. Yeah, I had a, a nice old Telecaster, which was removed from Bixby. my house. Yeah. Donated. Um, yeah. I know. I, I tend to play Fenders now. I mean, I have a couple of Dan Armstrong guitars, which are amazing, but they don't work right live for me. They're just yeah. too too fragile.
0: That twin we rented in Europe was good. Yeah, that huh? was a
3: great amp. I like Fender amps. Oh yeah. Played them a long I Always time. play Fender. You know, I, I mean, they, they just tend to be the, they they do the right thing for me. I mean, I love amps too. I kind of have an amp. Uh, fetish fetish, And uh, they're all in a storage bin somewhere But you know, I can't drag them around all the time But fenders just seem to work right for me
0: Now we started playing together with this band With Vince Moroni on drums Called the Pair of Pliers, right?
3: That's right In 2001? 2000? 2000. 2000? 2000? Uh, yeah
0: No, was it in 99? 1999? I don't know. I think it was it's Really? the band after the Black Gang
3: Wow. Okay.
0: Okay. And then I play again with you in 2000 yeah. with, after my sickness, with the John and Terry
3: right. show. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. But first was with Vince, a pair yeah. of pliers. Yeah. And I think we did an Overpass song.
3: We did an Overpass song.
0: Yeah. Blue balls. ballbuster Ballbuster.
3: Ball buster. Blue ball, <laughs> ball buster. There's it's a town it's in instrumental. Pennsylvania called Blue Ball. Yeah. Where
0: it's by Intercourse. It's Amish. Uh, it's in the center. <laughs> yeah.
3: right next to Intercourse.
0: Yeah. There's a newspaper you can buy, so uh, you can tell. You're yeah. That area. Probably a lot of know. bumper stickers sold there, yeah. too. Uh, but there, I remember that tour. We played in Salt Lake City in the Sugar Hill, Sugar House Park. Liquid Joe's or Liquid something. Liquid Joe's. And there's a, a pawn shopper's. Whatever a thrift store, a thrift store yeah. you guys got these vests.
5: Yeah,
3: There's well, we wanted to have that. a stage. We wanted to have our uni- yeah, you know uniform, you know, and uh, they had all this hunting gear and um, you know, uh, you know, fluorescent orange jumpsuits and hooded sweatshirts and all kinds of things. And we found a couple of vests that uh, seemed to be waterproof and you know, not obstruct our arms too much so it kind of became our little uniform for that yeah. tour
0: you also had a shot at displaying your talent southern guitar you played for the encore Tom would jump on the drums and Vince would play sax
3: yeah and sing. that was fun like five songs or yeah something. after playing the whole set on guitar I have to wail <laughs> on, the to on the drums <laughs> oh, yeah. like yeah.
0: and Stooges and uh, Perubu yeah and Minuteman
3: yeah
0: he did that George Hurley riff yeah. for Joe McCarthy's Ghost yeah I think and, he started off on that
3: Right And and we also did uh, um, Song for Igor
0: Right Yeah Right From Ball Hog Yeah And Vince And then I got sick And almost died And came back And the first tour was Enough with the piss bag Tour yep. with the John and, John and Terry show. show Is that where you guys Drove back
3: No ride? that was That was That's Vince and Vince. I Yeah that was when You did the Fog
0: So that was 2000 then Yeah so maybe...
3: Although we might have done two tours with... <laughs> yeah, those. maybe that We did two tours, yeah. That
0: yeah, was a whole seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Something like... Me. I remember one was in 99, though. Yeah. There's one after the Black Gang.
3: Well, I think we did two tours And then John
0: and Terry, where Jerry Trepetic comes on the drums. And then there was a couple times where 2nd men guys couldn't last.
3: Yeah, Pete Masic had to come couldn't back. couldn't
0: last, mm-hmm. so Tom came and took over, which were real nightmares because... I mean, not for us, because we're still playing. Mm. But the guy that's going to take over, he'll crack with us for like six weeks. He's just got to come dive right in. Start playing. Start playing. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, like he came in. I remember he flew into Detroit. Pete has to fly out, but we do one gig together, so there's actually a four-man gig. Yeah, and then Pete flies back home to the was at the cat food factory oh. on Terminal Island. Oh yeah, yeah. and Taster. Tom has to just start wailing out after not playing and with us for a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Paul Rossler did that once too. Yeah, for Pete, Pete, did do that twice. Uh-huh. So, I've done four tours with Tom now five, with the new missing Man so, Yeah, he's up there with Ed from Ohio and Dee Boone for most tours
3: working on Don't it I think
0: anybody's yeah. toured as much as yeah.
3: let's keep doing it
0: yeah Tom's great tour mm. cat. <clears throat> only one gig he got sick at after out of all them gigs Wow, it's tough mm. Tom Watson very dependable strong guy unique voice <sighs> uh, singing voice and guitar voice really tough and I know you're still working on it and developing yeah. it and who would you like to play with if you could play with anybody
3: I've been pretty lucky, I guess. I play with the people I like to play with. I've been really fortunate yeah. with that. I
0: mean, if there was some like player book,
3: uh, got to maybe with Tom Berlay, I'd love to play with him sometime. Berlain? Yeah, I'd love to try that. Yeah. You know, that would be a, a trip. You know, you hear that, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> we know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You're getting laughs> on, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I've been I've been fortunate to play with the people I like to play with. I want to do something with Steve maybe, Shelley. You not hate you. Exactly no, I, I would like to play with Steve Shelley, and i 've done stuff with him where i 'm playing bass, but I want yeah. to do some guitar and drums with him so that right, 's something right. I really want to do
0: yeah steve 's a great drummer, man, yeah I once got to do a thing with him where we did a daniel Johnson song, and, yeah, and then I mashed up two Beatles songs did tomorrow
3: tomorrow called? never 20, knows really.
0: but i used I hated the words, so I used the words to glass onion. <laughs> <laughs> that pile. I don't know. He was into it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
0: we called it Lucky Sperms. Yeah, well, he did.
3: That's a good title.
0: Yeah, I think it had a lady eating a banana on it.
3: Yeah, right. It it's a petty boat. Was it a, a petty? No, no, it wasn't. No, no it was someone was else. Something Steve put together. I think oh, okay. He,
0: like dot up, put pictures on each other.
3: Oh, okay.
0: It was actually the first time I did. I've done. Walking the cow, with I mean, I've done it with you. I've done it with like yeah. fifteen different people. That was the first one. Yeah. Um. Who do you like? Who's playing right now? You know, bands.
3: Yeah. Players. You know, I'm. Uh. I hate to sound so vague. I just kind of, you know, I. I want to hear something new. I think I'm kind of haven't yeah. been, I haven't been all that like. Uh, I don't really know what's going on these days, you know. Yeah, I need I to feel get out and way, listen too. to more things. And, I'm
0: glad kids give me CDs you know? at the gigs. <laughs> yeah, truly. Uh, well, a little something about your daytime thing. You've gone up, right? You're a director now. No,
3: I'm working. I work in an art, art gallery, and I do uh, whatever needs to be done. But yeah. you know, it's just kind of like trying to sell art, but uh, mostly just tending to the space and making sure the art is hung and you have the next show in order and keeping things rolling. Joe Pai's a Yeah, he works uh I think he still works for Cook's Creating.
0: Yeah, he actually puts them in the box. Yeah, he does stuff, like gets shipping and so handling. They go to the shows. I used
3: to work at a place called LA Packing, which is the same as Cook's Creating, it's just a warehouse handling art yeah. you know, storage and shipping and all that. You know.
0: Pretty intense.
3: Yeah, it's kind of cool. Remember seeing
0: a piece at the SF MOMA that was incredible? Like yeah. it was three stories high. Yeah, yeah. Like to, oh yeah,
3: right. You know, I'm blown apart. All like, the notes. Yeah, right. How
0: all because the, you got to reassemble this and stuff.
3: Bubble wrap the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was gigantic. We had like toothpicks. Seven, eight of these pads. You know? Yeah, high. <laughs> yeah. So you get this all yeah. into crates and then redo it again like yeah. the artist intended it. Whoa. Yeah. Harder than setting up a bass amp. (laughs) (laughs) Playing tonight with Carrie here in town. Oh, yeah, I should talk a little about the gig last night. It was weird. Perkins did this drum off. Yeah,
3: what was that exactly? (laughs) Drum off, like who else was drumming?
0: Well, uh, it was a bunch of young kids, but then there was uh, the guy from Blink-182. Now, he broke his arm, so they rigged up a trigger so he could play the snare drum with his foot.
3: So kind of like uh, Def Leppard. Style. kind
0: of he had his arm in his air though air though he was playing foot and... his name <laughs> was Travis it was pretty yeah. it was incredible that he was doing it <coughs> it was hard to do the the rolls he had to do the rolls all with one hand so <laughs> double. he's whooping it up, yeah you know. egg beater <laughs> but he was he was and then they had Bobby at this band the street drum drum corps they were really good but they didn't mic him Oh. So he's playing all these garbage cans and auto parts and stuff. He's like... He was kind of sabotaged. sabatucci. Tom, thanks for coming on sure. the show, Sure, my man. pleasure. Thank Great. you for inviting nice me. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Jamming with enjoy with Matt, playing your music. Yeah, it's and always nice to come can't down. Can't wait to
0: this. play again. We got a benefit for skateparkthedogood.org association down in San Diego on the 27th of January. So... And then I got stooges to do. But then when I get done, we come back and play some more.
3: Yeah. Look to again
0: it. this is January seventh, two thousand seven, 2007, edition of Wat from Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.